How's it going? Since I talked on this podcast. <laughs> that's how you want to start this thing? <laughs> Is that really, that's that's how you want to introduce Well, it's been a couple of months. I've been on tour with Stained. Um, <laughs> Is that who that is? Yes. I, I, yes. It's one of those, it's one of those things that just always introduces itself yeah. into, into my mind, like closing time or, uh, <laughs> You know, one step closer to the edge, and I'm about to break. Oof. Or you know, there's just these little little snippets of popular culture that just mm-hmm. jam in my brain. Cut my life I, into pieces. That one, of course. This is my last apple tort. Yes, of course. It's always that. Yeah, I am tired, but I have taken stimulants, so I'm awake. Uh, I drank what is you known have so as many needles sticking out of your arm right now. Mountain Dew. I'm drinking prior right now, and I have not had one in a very long time, and I am wired. I have not had one in a very long time either. I always forget the aftertaste of a Mountain Dew. Ah, that's because you chose traditional. What we have in here, mm-hmm. I drank mm-hmm. one of the ones that is watermelon flavored. Oh, that, that's probably much better. <laughs> I don't because I chose a traditional floor cleaner. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I did. It is funny. The last time I had one of the green Mountain Dews, I don't, <laughs> I don't choose to give it a flavor name, but uh, it legitimately tasted like like actual floor cleaner. Yeah, it's it bad. Tastes like it's bad. It tastes like some sort of thing that is not supposed to be put into your body. I'm not pumped right now. I am. Woo! <laughs> yeah, they, I know. It's it's wild. I was so exhausted. I literally had to leave early. I left at like six o'clock. Yep. And I was like, David, I'm going home, and I'm going to go sit in my chair for two hours. And so I went home. <laughs> and I stared at a plain white canvas and imagined what death looks like. That was pretty close. Yeah. No, I was. I had cleaned the st- – like, I was in the basement. And you know our basement. It's not a place that you want to spend a lot of time. No. But I was, like, hefting boxes and just throwing shit around for literally three, four hours. And I okay. was fucking toast. Yeah. By the end of that, and so I had already been working for seven hours prior to that. So yeah, so you were done. I was done. I went home, and my wife brought me a sandwich from the uh, Po Boys and Pickles. Ooh, and I was very excited about that. Well, actually, DoorDash brought it to us, but <laughs> but she ordered it, and it was awesome. She did all the heavy lifting. She did all the heavy lifting in this. In fact, she paid for it. Oh, which I even better. Exactly. There you go. Um. So, <sighs> what a, what a delight. Uh, that's that, great. That Po Boys and Pickles Reuben was mm-hmm. a delight, I tell you. Oh, that sounds great. It was really good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, here I am. So, here we are. I feel, I don't know when the last time I told, I mentioned earlier, I feel like it's been a couple of months, but I also feel like. It o- definitely feels like it's been some time. October was a long time. <laughs> not just Jesus. Not just a traditional calendar, 31 days. I felt like it was longer than that. But we're also halfway through November. Yep. So, yeah. No, I, I don't think know. It, I think it has. It would make sense because my like my life in the store has been weirdly insane. Yeah. Because we had such a busy two months. Like this store. If to anyone who's listening, they may know this this refrain, but essentially we are a seasonal business in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like we break even. Mm-hmm. Well, Portland's a seasonal town. Portland, Portland is absolutely a seasonal town. We basically break even. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> about 
give or take, we break even about eight months of the year, lose money at least one month out of the year, mm-hmm. and then two months we have to make money, to, like, rake in money. And those two months are July and August. And we are so busy those months. Like, I've considered, like, hiring someone for two months and upping our hours to be, like, 10 to 10 every day. Yeah. Because we do so much business then. Like, uh, this year, we literally more than doubled, you know, our average. Mm-hmm. But, like, both months. That's good, Which is though. fucking crazy. That is. That's a crazy amount of business. It is. And so, unfortunately, that doesn't translate directly because we're – we still have to buy merchandise up to that point. So go when, on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's but it's funny though because like when you when you say double, it seems like oh okay, so you're doing maintenance, you know, and then you spend the same amount of money and make double that month. It's not true because obviously we have to. We're making twenty five percent more because we're buying so much merchandise and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So, but it's still cool. You know, it's nice to have that. And that is our pretty much our profit for the year, which yeah. is what I live off of, essentially. So, right. so I'm basically telling all of my uh, competitors how to destroy the store right now, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Strike the hot. <laughs> exactly. Like, figure out a way to put on really big sales in August and keep people away from the store, and you'll really fuck them up. Yep. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Okay. Well, there's uh, the secret. There's the secret. The secret's out. The secret's okay. out, and we do have some enemies. We've made some enemies in this business, Chad. I know. <laughs> Powerful enemies <laughs> in the world of retail comics. <laughs> Uh, well, we made enemies with people who pretend they're powerful. Well, I think that's everybody in <clears throat> comics. <laughs> I think everybody who runs a store thinks they're powerful. Yes, until exactly. They meet the people who actually make the comics, and they go, "Who the hell are you?" Again? <laughs> you know. Yes, there's no point to your existence whatsoever. Yeah. Which hey, is uh, speaking of those fuckers. Oh, oh God, which our, fuckers! Our distribution people. Oh yeah. I I'm I'm gonna fight Penguin. Oh my god. I'm, I'm gonna so fight sorry. Penguin. I'm sorry. I uh Penguin, if you're listening, and I know you are. <laughs> they have they've got ears everywhere. The way you set up invoices and the way oh. you put them together is the most shitheaded thing I've ever seen. Yeah. You can't you don't now, let me. Uh, we'll do a little behind uh, inside baseball here for how some of this works. <laughs> or even even if you work for a regular company that receives invoices, traditionally the stuff you order shows up on a single invoice. Especially if you're a business that orders weekly books. Right. Like a weekly order, it shows up on a single invoice. Yep. That's how Diamond's done it. That's how Lunar does it, who handles DC books. Mm-hmm. But Penguin decided they were going to go a little outside the box and maybe make seven or eight invoices for every period and then i get the joy of combing through each invoice and trying to determine which is new stuff which is returns and which is maybe just reorders i don't know (laughs) i have to go through them myself Uh, and then compare them to the new release list going i think this is new yeah i hope this is new and then they don't even come in alphabetical order yep which is the other kicker. You can sort it by alphabetical order. Oh. But then when you download it, it goes back to being in whatever crazy order oh, they have it. Oh, Chad. Oh, you sweet summer child. Let <laughs> me know. tell you Let me tell you a delightful story about what's happened with me with the way that their order forms work. Oh, yeah. I haven't even heard this side. All, all I can tell you is that it's, it's a fresh new hell for me organizing the Marvel books that come out. Join the club. Somehow so, getting 45 books online became like a full-time fucking job. <laughs> yeah. And so I will tell you... Uh, a secret, which is that 
in order to order the weekly Marvel books, mm-hmm. it takes me the same amount of time that the entire order takes for, for diamond for everything else for everything else oh wow so that's bad mm-hmm. there i mean so i have talked to uh double midnight um who else probably larry's probably larry's i, yeah. I can't think of who else chimed in on this this twitter thing where i was like listen man what the fuck is going on here is anybody else fed up with this thing yeah and i got a bunch of people chiming in and they were like we don't use them. We just keep going with diamond and we just pay the extra 10%. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, maybe I should have just done that. Yeah. And I think that maybe if we show solidarity, they'll dump penguin. <laughs> I don't, I don't no, I disagree with them for leaving diamond and going to no. their own distributor, but boy, they picked a bad one. They did. They picked someone without the infrastructure to pull this shit off. Yeah. I mean, on top of the fact that the books show up like they've just been kicked around by a, a professional soccer team all the way here. Yep. They've just been dribbling it back and forth, doing Pele kicks mm. just to get the books here. They've been mangled. And also, the okay, so I know this is way too much inside baseball, and this is going to be stupid for everyone listening. So I apologize for going off on this no, you're rant. Gonna, you're going to fucking love it. But, <laughs> but basically, when you do your order mm-hmm. through Penguin, they will put orders aside that you've done and then when you go back to the order form Mm -hmm. those items have disappeared (laughs) so if you if you haven't paid for the for the order okay it doesn't save that it looks like but when you're on their html for their main page (laughs) you can so i've i did 10 and then i go back to the page the next day and i'm like oh that that thing's blank i put 10 in Mm -hmm. guess how many i get 20 yeah, yep. you knew it. I did. Uh, and guess what? How many I got of Venom when I ordered a hundred? Two hundred. Hey, hell yeah! Guess how many copies of Hulk I'm getting? Two hundred. Indeed, I am. Yeah. <laughs> so if anybody wants that one in two hundred, hit me up. It's about a hundred and fifty bucks. Please help me pay for this fucking order. We're gonna need it. Thanks, Penguin. Uh, I want to strangle them. And also, they send their one in two hundred variants that are supposed to be the thing to bail us out from their terrible mistake. Yeah. Uh, and they just put it in with the regular books because when they were putting them in other things, they were damaging them much worse than putting them in with the regular books. Jesus Christ. It was insane. I mean, they put them in these like special mailers yeah. that are creased down the middle, and so okay, they the sides are creased, so they wouldn't bag and board them. And basically, what Oof. happens is that they'd fold them up, <laughs> and they'd fold the corners of the variants into the flap. So because they're in a hurry, they're just like Whip. so. Every single variant I got for that first month, yeah, that they were doing this, they were all just jammed in the corner, and the the sides were folded up so they were literally worthless. Fuck. And I just basically threw them in the trash and when you go to return them mm-hmm. on their on their invoice, you cannot return those. The variants can't be returned what? and can't be replaced. Why? Because they don't have time to deal with us and our nonsense. Oh, fucking hell, penguin. I, I think the kicker to me is that penguin's not a new company. No. I mean, but when you see how they deliver books, mm-hmm. It would be, it's pretty clear that they were the last person that you should have chosen to do this. <laughs> because if you've ever gotten books, like uh, Bob Ulrich works at a, used to work at uh, Longfellow. And, right. you know, Penguin 
will deliver regular books. Michelle gets Penguin books delivered to her. Yeah. They are placed into a box. Mm-hmm. Then the box is closed and they are mailed out. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you have, and they're not thick boxes either. No, they are. They're weak boxes, and they are not. It's not. If you have like three books stacked mm-hmm. in a box that would hold fifty books, and there is no packing material, they are just placed in the box, and then the box is shipped, and then they trust that UPS doesn't move them around <laughs> oh, much. Those fools. Yeah. <laughs> like I, it's insanity. Yeah. So there is that, which I'm not a fan of. No. Yeah. No, so I think uh, I think we can agree on both ends. <laughs> this sucks. Yeah, I probably yeah. <laughs> should have. I probably should have just stuck with Diamond, because uh, I had high hopes after the the Lunar thing. Because I was like, <sighs> oh, Lunar's actually this is pretty decent. You know, for me, anyways. Like when I go to take their information and put it on the website, like Lunar has their stuff. Oh, Lunar is perfect. In, organized in a way that makes sense, and you can get and it easily. they're a brand new company yeah. that was just like, oh, here, we'll just design a little website for just DC, which is, DC, I think, is like, what, 30% of the market, and Marvel is like 52 or something like that? Yeah. Like, Marvel's a much larger slice of the pie Marvel's than DC. Marvel's owned by fucking Disney. You telling me they can't make their own uh, distribution company? Uh, they can, but I think that they were told, oh, yeah, we tried that in the 90s, and it blew up in our faces. Let's just let it blow yeah. up in Penguin's face. They weren't owned by Disney. <laughs> That's true. I think they were owned by Maybelline at that time. <laughs> Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe that was the problem. Maybe it's Disney. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> so what's new with you, Chad? Oh, boy. A lot's happened to me, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah, I almost became a widow uh, <laughs> during a period of time. Uh, yeah, that almost happened. What happened? Uh, my wife had to go to the emergency room. For? Oh, or maybe um it's personal i right, will say fair. there was three blood transfusions sweet jesus yes and almost a fourth wow yeah that's crazy yeah i will not go into details no that's but. fair but it's crazy that we haven't talked enough that i even knew that until now i know well i've been waiting to come in and talk to you <laughs> so but things I mean, kept <laughs> that's kind of how but, it hey, goes you know life kept happening and i think the one time i did manage to get in here the mm-hmm. equipment broke oh that's right we yeah that's like the microphone system just completely shit the bed and then it was just like oh okay <laughs> yeah i literally we yeah whatever we we burned out our scarlet because i had one that has to be plugged in mm-hmm. and i don't know what happened but when we moved the table something happened a power surge or something and it fried the thing out it's ghosts could also be ghosts, Audio but ghosts. it is currently sitting at Sweetwater right now. Uh, oh, Jesus. They are <laughs> delicious, isn't it? No, it's... it's so good. Um, and Sweetwater <laughs> is determining whether or not it is my fuck up so that I have to pay them for it or if it's some sort of uh, fuck up that Scarlet has. I like the idea of internal. like four guys with soul patches are sitting around a table right now just looking at it going, yeah, but did he fuck it up or did we fuck it up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that they all have soul patches. Yeah. Um, you know fucking Gallagher fucked this thing. <laughs> uh, I think they're basically just looking at how much money I've spent there and how likely I am to sh- stop shopping there yeah. if they don't fix it for free. Right. And I think the answer is that they should fix it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because I've spent a lot of money there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that happened. I'm trying to think. That, that was a pretty big deal. Yes, I'm sure it was. Yeah, that was very scary. Um, almost got a dog. Didn't get a dog. Hmm. Uh, that almost happened. I mean, to be fair, 
that probably happens to everyone all the time. I you think, never know. I think a lot of people almost get a dog. You could probably, you're probably one step away from getting a dog at any moment in your life. I, at this point, I'm, you know what I'm waiting for? I'm waiting for that moment where like a dog's on the run. And I'm walking around the street corner, and it jumps into my arms. Yeah. And then I see a guy coming, going, "Did you see where that dog went?" And he's got like a knife, and I go, "Uh, that away." And then I just look at him under my coat and go, "Hold on, buddy. We'll get out of here." My feeling is <laughs> that you're gonna get like a littlest hobo situation where yeah. there's an escaped dog from a from like some top secret government lab that That's makes exactly dogs really smart. Yeah. And they're like, that dog's too smart. He knows about us. <laughs> that dog knows too much. It's called the dog that knows too much. It's, Chad's life from now on is called the dog that knows too much. And it's about you specifically. Which is, <laughs> I'm the dog. You are the dog much. that knows too much. That's the scary Oh, thing. you're the one that escaped from the lab. That's the twist. Okay, that's it. Now I understand. It's the tagline like, will be, who saved who? It's like Dean Koontz's <laughs> Watchers in exactly. reverse. Exactly. Um, I attended a sporting event. For the first Blah. time, I did. I went to I went to AEW wrestling in Boston. Oh, that's not a sport. Yeah, that's true. Um, I that's did that. A sport entertainment. It was for a show I bought tickets for before the pandemic started. Whoa! And then it just happened in October. Was it delightful? It was a lot of fun. Did you get to see Danhausen break his leg? Danhausen was not at that show. Oh, that's too bad. Um, though, actually, uh, speaking of Mr. Danhausen, yes, Mr. Danhausen broke his leg. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he now has a cyber leg, uh, according to his Twitter. Uh, Mr. Danhausen also lost his job, which was another bummer. Yep. Because the Ring of Honor company decided to, in a really unprecedented move, release every wrestler from their contract. I don't understand what that means, but... It means they were on TV, they were wrestling, Yep. they had pay-per-views the whole nine yards, and then all of a sudden they called everyone up and well, said, You don't work here anymore! Clearly, there was something else going on. They <laughs> claim they're restructuring, but I think anyone who knows anything, when a company says they're restructuring, <laughs> it means they're closing forever, yes, is usually absolutely. what it means. It means we need to pretend long enough that the suckers that are working, sweeping up the remains of the company, yeah. will still stay there, even though they're not going to get their last paycheck, and we know it. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. So, unfortunately for Mr. Danhausen, he was one of those people. Um, I still think he has a, a bright future. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't end up on AEW once his leg is all healed up. He doesn't even want to wrestle. He doesn't even care. I still he doesn't think, need to wrestle. I think he could. I, st- I just think he could. I he, There are signs for him every week on the show. Yeah. And, they, like, other wrestlers who work for the company tweet at him and mention him by name. He was tweeting with CM Punk the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's, a, what's an AEW? What's up? What's an AEW? AEW is the alternative to WWE right nice. now. Nice. Um, it is a company that you don't have to feel bad about watching. <laughs> wow. Because they're That's not... impressive. Yeah. Well, you know, it it's depends on your morals, but um, I don't know. Uh, it's a new startup. It happened in the past couple of years. I really enjoy it. I think it's a lot of fun. I was very fed up of WWE. Yeah. I didn't want to watch it anymore. And then this happened, and I said, oh, this is great. <laughs> I like this much better. Yeah. And it's great. So hopefully, hopefully our boy Dan Housen lands on his feet over there oh, i'm sure he will i mean he is so goddamned popular well yeah his gofundme got like at a ridiculous <laughs> he he got he needed twenty five thousand dollars for his thing and he got like 50 yeah i think he got like double the amount of money <laughs> but he he needed 25 and then it wound up being like 42 or 45 or well, something yeah. like that it, of course yeah because he had to go under and everything like that so mm, yep and they had to put plates in it and all sorts of crap yeah so unfortunately for yeah he got fired and broke his leg 
like in the same week, which really sucked. But it's a real bummer. It's a good <laughs> thing that he is uh, uh, very. Um, I don't know. He's beloved. He's beloved. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, he, I think that's what it is. Because there was another guy who broke his leg that night, and I don't think he's received quite the same reception. I, mean, I feel so <laughs> bad for that guy. You know, and it's it is kind of a bummer. But was I, there just somebody going in there breaking legs that night? I don't know. Two broken legs in one night's pretty fucking wild, though. <laughs> like what? Unless there was a guy who was called the leg breaker and he was a wrestler there. <laughs> in which case, you knew Stop what you were, you knew what you were getting into. Him. <laughs> Don't wrestle the leg breaker. This, yeah, my finishing move. It's <laughs> I break your legs. Self, it's pretty self-explanatory. Like, fake break my legs, though, right? No. No. <laughs> I'm an asshole. <laughs> I hope you got a bunch of money saved up. <laughs> but to ruin your fucking life. Good God. Um, yeah, that's super weird. So that happened, too. Um, that's that's happened in our interim. Yeah. Um, I went to a wedding in Holton. <laughs> yeah, you did. I did. I went up to Holton, Maine. Right, which if you're unfamiliar with Holton, like I was before I agreed to go to this wedding, um, it is the last stop on 95 in Maine, our highways. And if you go 45 minutes further, you can get to my house that I grew up in. Yep. Yeah. So you take the hard left and then you keep going to your house. <laughs> is that what you do? Uh, yes. Yeah. You take okay. that hard left and that goes to uh, to Mars Hill and then Mars Hill. You take another left and that goes to Presque Isle. Jesus. That's where I live, yeah. in a potato field. That's where my parents <laughs> brought me up. I was raised by two giant potatoes. I was, I mean, you know, I, I guess if you want to be really racist against the Irish, you could say <laughs> that, you fucking monster. <laughs> <laughs> Go build a railroad. All right. <laughs> I've already done it. <laughs> I'm, I'm integral to Biden's Build Back Better plan. I'm working on that high-speed rail right now. Yeah. <laughs> fuck everybody the railroad is the most important part of that thing everybody stop making fun of him for the railroad it's literally the most responsible thing it's like oh for sure 18 I... wheelers literally destroy pavement the amount of destruction that mm-hmm. they they create on the roads they cost 10 times what they're fucking worth yeah railroads con- are better shipping containers in general have really come to light as being like this isn't working out very well. Yeah, you this, know? Is, this is how you do it. This hit a snag. Like, this got hit with a, you know, the yeah. pandemic. Kind of fucked everything up. Kind of. And, uh... Because <laughs> I've read all those reports being like, yeah, all the boats are just out in the water because no one wants to unload right. them. Because they don't want to... I don't know. It's like money disputes over that shit and it's stuff so like that. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's it's wild. Yep. It's absolutely wild. This is... This is my favorite story so far. I think I told it on another podcast, but uh, but listen. Let's hear it. This is great. Uh, one of our friends yes. was throwing away a toilet <laughs> at the dump, that and it had cracked. Okay. And so he sliced his hand open on jagged porcelain. Oof. Okay. And he went to the hospital, and they were like, oh, that needs stitches. And he was like, yeah, it probably does. And they were like, well, we can't do that. Um, <laughs> we so we're that. gonna we're gonna super glue this and just hold your hand closed and hope it doesn't break open because we don't have stitches. We don't have stitches. That is correct. Why don't they have stitches? Because of the supply lines. <laughs> they literally did not have stitches. Wow. So 
That was fucked up. <laughs> See, they've just been out of the type of burrito I like at my local Hannaford. That's been my major supply chain issue. <laughs> that's really that's that's been mine too. That you can't get that burrito. Yeah, it's really been weighing on my mind. Well, I've been texting you nonstop about I mean, it. That's why it's I keep sending you mind. pictures of it and going, "Where's Red's <laughs> burritos?" <laughs> little heart emojis floating over this little burrito. Oh, dude, you're getting the wrong kind of fucking burrito. I started getting the Inspirations ones. They're really good. No, they're not, dude. They what, are. What are you doing? Hold on. What? Gonna, what type of burrito? I'm going to search through the trash to find the wrapper for the burrito that I <laughs> Eat got. Eat this! <laughs> no, you got to get the garbage burritos. Oh, come on. They're full of garbagey goodness. Oh, it's full of garbagey goodness. I don't know, but we've been. I'm going to tell you what they are at some point, okay. and I will fill everyone in on this. Don't tell me. But there was a specific type of burrito that Michelle found that was one of the ones at Hannaford and it is the best thing I've ever had. Really? It's like almost as good as a regular burrito from like a burrito place. It's good. All right, that's it's a bold like claim. legit good. It's a big claim. It is. All but right. uh I will I will get the name for you and text it to you. Okay. And everyone on this podcast, it'll be a mystery until next time. Ooh, that'll be fun. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Oh, I got a booster. You son of a bitch. I got a COVID I need booster. To get one of those. And my children got their first shots. That's pretty cool. So that was also very cool for them. They were they were pretty excited about it actually. <laughs> and I even tagged news places on Twitter. Yeah. Saying, "Hey, I'm excited about getting my kids vaccinated. And Would you like said, to interview me?" You and fucks? they said, "No, that's not the story. The story is the people who are afraid of it. We only want the people. We only want the minority of people that are terrified of it. It's so crazy." Like to see that happening. Fucking in, mainstream media, don't give a but shit. But I mean, but I, but it is crazy to see it happening in real time, where you're yeah. legitimately like, there are people asking for people who are afraid. Right. And when you say I'm not, here's what my kids are saying. Mm. Here's this. They ignore you. Yeah. So that's fucked up, man. I guess local man happy to keep his kids healthy isn't as big of a story. Not a great as, story. Like, and I. I get it, and but that just means the system sucks. It does. Because I know news is like, the more sensational, the more pe- you yeah. are likely to read it, and I fall for it as well. True. It still sucks. It does. <laughs> I'm going to tell you from firsthand, don't get COVID. It's not great. Yeah, you had it. I had it. I don't like it. I still don't taste things right. And it's been six months, eight months. My it's niece been a long fucking it. time, and I still can't taste things properly. My niece got it. She's uh, six years old. <sighs> she just had I mean granted she had a bad cold for a couple of days but yeah. still you know like confirmed actually felt symptoms yeah yeah six years old because I, I remember back when they were just like kids can't get it so who yeah. gives a shit yeah. you know that was that argument and for a while but but the thing so speaking personally mm-hmm. you know like the loss of energy and like all of these things that have hurt me mm-hmm. since I got it the fact that I got it I then became weaker. I became like I had less energy and all this. It was harder to work out and harder to do these things that I had been like getting on top of right right up until that had happened. And it started fucking up my life again. And now I still it was in my brain. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing that that people are like, oh, it fucks up the inside of your nose or whatever. And it's like, no, 
it fucks up your brain, which is the thing telling you what things taste mm-hmm. and smell like. I know, and it's crazy because I'm not even in this room right now. Yeah, exactly. And you've been acting like I'm here. I, I, <laughs> I don't. I've been in a straitjacket this whole time. <laughs> I'm screaming at a wall, and there's like Sutter Kane quotes yep. st- scratched into and all they the. They let bed you sheets. out of your cell every once in a while to let you solve your mystery, <laughs> so you can go around town. They all pretend you're a detective. Hey, Chad. Yeah. Do you read Sutter Kane? <laughs> Um, I read whatever you want me to. Oh, good. I'm not really here. In the Mouth of Madness is such a good movie. (laughs) Everyone should watch that. Um, Yeah, so there's that. Those things are not great. And so that's my big reveal is that I had COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there you go. It wasn't great. Had closed down. That's why the store was closed down for two weeks that time. I remember that. We closed down. Uh, David did not get exposed, thank God, because we were wearing our masks when he was working with me and I had COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, like literally I was here and I must have been contagious before I got like at some point. And you had the plexiglass up too and stuff uh, like that. Yeah, there yeah. were a lot of things that were like actually active divisions and things that we did. The filtration systems, we have two mm-hmm. two major filtration systems in the store, blah, blah, blah. But still, you know, it's it's proof that those things work. Right. That's that's the the be all end all. Is David got tested when, once we found out that I was infected, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Nope, don't have it." So he was cool. Well, I can also tell you as far as vaccinations go, um, I get emails from the school system. Yep. Every day, saying that someone got COVID. Yes. In the school system, at a mix of like different elementary schools, middle school, high school. Um, I can tell you that since the high school kids got vaccinated, there's maybe one yeah you know meanwhile the elementary schools different story man (laughs) yeah well that's true and also the the people who are and when we talk about breakthrough cases of people who are vaccinated who are getting it those people have kids the mo the the overwhelming majority of those people have children who are in school who get it have asymptomatic cases and are so constantly next to their parents that they then give them COVID and it manages to get in eventually after the viral load gets so insane mm-hmm. that they're just finally overwhelmed. These little COVID nukes that come in your I house. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I, I actually have a friend who is who had a, a breakthrough infection and she's, knock on wood, things are going okay, but like she's mm-hmm. she's getting antibodies right now and like it's it's pretty rough. It's scary. Yeah, so. It's scary stuff. So it's it's not good. Yeah. People should believe in this thing. It is real, and it is affecting people, and we are currently at the highest rate of hospitalization that Maine has ever seen mm-hmm. now when everybody is, quote-unquote, over it. So I mean, I'm <clears throat> over it. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm fucking over it, too. Believe done, me. fucking baby. Oh, dude, I'm... I wrote COVID an email, and I told it to <laughs> fuck off, and it said... I will tell no you. No thanks. I... Uh, you know, I when I go down to the basement, like like if I go outside or into the basement during a day, mm-hmm. I fucking rip my my mask off like I'm a fucking surgeon <laughs> that just lost a patient on the table. And I'm like, <gasps> damn it, another one! <sighs> like I can't I, keep doing this. God, <laughs> you bastard! Why? I am tired. <laughs> Of wearing a mask. I am fucking, it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. And it's hot and it's unpleasant and it's like, it's, it is not great. Mm -hmm. But I do it because you got to. Yeah. And that's just the deal. But, you know, that, and that's, 
I think, the essence of a comic book podcast. It is. <laughs> it is. You know what's funny? I had two people ask. I had my kids, and I had my uh, my sister-in-law go, oh, what's the podcast about? And I went, it was originally supposed to be about us talking about comic books, but then we just kept shooting the shit, and now yeah. we just shoot the shit. Now it's just, it's that thing that I do. I blame myself for this. Yeah. We did talk about Penguin. See? That was comic See, that's, related. that's comic related. There, okay, check that box. All right. <laughs> Perfect. Now I can now write. buckle up, everybody. <laughs> Good. Now I can write off the repair to that fucking piece of equipment that's now <laughs> sitting at Sweetwater. Um, you know Gallagher <laughs> fucked this thing. <laughs> yeah, but we. But it's a business expense because he screwed it up for work. Um, <laughs> he fucked it at work, though. Yeah. Uh, so think about it. <laughs> think about that shit. <laughs> um, They're all greasers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. It's okay. I'm sorry. I completely derailed your thought. I apologize. It's fine. I deserved it. Okay. Um, let's see. So, um, what's going on with me? Yeah. What's going on Let with you? Let me tell you. What's happened to you over the past couple of months? So, actually, what's happened with me is pretty interesting and kind of stupid. Okay. Let's hear it. Okay. So, I have, um, as you probably know, this month, Rad Wraith is going to be in previews that i'm probably getting on tuesday that's maybe? exciting it's very exciting which is very exciting for me um and also i was invited to do a a special one shot for scout which is going to be separate from rad wraith which is a a one-off horror story that i'm doing is that the thing you were asking for an artist for Yes. Okay. Because, okay, so I'd had this artist all set up for this thing. We were all ready to go. Everything was all set. And she backed out. Okay. Um, she said that she had family stuff and probably did. You know, she's she's great. She did stuff for Rad Wraith. She did a pinup for Rad Wraith. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, she did the cover for uh, Rad Wraith, too. Yeah. But I think, you know, listen, this might be just my own paranoia. Uh, I, I had a feeling that she was kind of like, because the synopsis to the story is insane. Okay. And I have a feeling that she was just like, oh, my God, I don't want to be associated with how crazy <laughs> this thing is. Okay. It's going to look sloppy, and it's going to reflect badly on me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and the problem was that at the time I was like, man, I don't think she's ever done anything that's a period piece. And this is, like, very specifically a 1938 story. Okay. Like, it, it's very a specific year, and it's got to have a very specific look to it. And I was like, fuck, I don't know if she has any experience doing that, and this might be a weird one for her. And so I was kind of, like, a little sketched out by it, too. And um, and then I was like, I mean, she is amazing. Mm-hmm. Please take no, like, she is absolutely an awesome artist. Her new thing looks fucking phenomenal. Okay. But, um, but just, I thought that this might not be a good match. Okay. Um, and then, and so she dropped out and I was like, well, that really sucks, but you know, I'll try and find somebody and figure out what I'm going to do. And what wound up happening is I was like, okay, I'll ask Sean if he knows anybody who can do this. Mm -hmm. And he basically, I, within, I don't know, two hours, hour and a half was put in touch with two artists who I knew by name and liked yeah. from from projects they had done okay and wound up with the guy who had been doing Batman for the last few little things he did a few Justice League issues and okay. and he's now the artist for this thing oh exciting and so I'm really excited to have him on board and it was really like it was pretty exciting yeah. so him and his art uh his art rep Jeff 
basically put put me onto this guy and so mm-hmm. this is pretty cool that's very cool yeah so i'm stoked yeah um so that thing will be out and it is insane mm-hmm. it, the the story is really bonkers it's like a lovecraftian story about wall street okay <laughs> at the end of the great depression essentially okay so it's it's weird but uh so that's going to be coming out next year and that's a weird thing where i've set aside money like a crazy person to fund a project that may never make any money mm-hmm. because i wanted to put this thing out um because i'm the scout's not going to put the money up for the artist i'm going to have to front the money for the artist and then hopefully make it back when the thing goes to print okay you know cross my fingers <laughs> yeah that's kind of the deal and so there's that but then uh i basically got hired for the exact same thing for a crazy rich person who wants someone to do work for them on a project so i get this i get this uh phone call from somebody i had done studio work for before okay as a drummer uh they were like hey you were in that band man which weren't you and you did a bunch of crazy metal stuff. I remember thinking that that was really cool. I have a guy who is trying to get, uh, who's trying to get a lyricist mm-hmm. for a Broadway-style heavy metal musical okay. about crazy space shit, and he's going to pay you X amount of money. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and so I, I've met with this guy a couple of times, and I'm going to send him, like, three songs once his once this crazy... Is this why you were looking for a bass? No, this is that's totally separate. Oh, okay. That's because I'm writing songs for Rad Wraith. Oh, okay. That's because I want to release an EP of Rad Wraith songs in the specific uh, genre, these genre-specific, uh, like, music styles that you would put okay. with a shitty movie. Like Rad Wraith was meant to be. When are you and Daniel Warren Johnson starting a band? I know it pisses me off. I know <laughs> uh, that dude really needs to uh, needs to call me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but, but once he hears the Rad Wraith album, he can he can get with me. So that you realize you were conjoined twins. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're doing. What's funny about the Rad Wraith thing mm-hmm. is that I'm like, this is either going to people are going to be like, this is really funny and I enjoy it. Or they're going to think that I'm out of my mind. Yeah. Because I'm literally doing, uh, I'm going to do a Dream Warriors style, like, power ballad in the 80s power ballad style based on Rad Wraith. Okay. The triumphant, uh, you're the best around song that needs to be on the soundtrack. Uh, I want to do the thrash metal song that needs to be on the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And then the power metal song that needs to be on the soundtrack. Oh, boy. So those are all going to be on this. Wow. And okay. then hopefully a skate rock song as well. Yeah. But uh but and a since ska song, of course. I will not be doing a ska song <laughs> <laughs> until I can find a full horn section. <laughs> uh we used to have uh when Eggbot was uh was playing regularly, we used to have uh, half of Rustic Overtones mm-hmm. as our horn section. They would just show up and play. <laughs> It was really fun. It was, like, we'll play a trumpet for anybody. Oh, God. <laughs> it was Zoidus and Dave Noyes. Rest in peace. Oh, poor, yeah. poor fucking Noyes, man. I love that dude. It was a bummer. That was like, 
like one of the cruelest twists of fate in the world. This is a sad podcast, by the way. Um, but <laughs> Jesus Christ, of all the people in the world, Dave Noyes was literally one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. But oh well, he lives on in our hearts. Um, geez, what a bummer. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, okay. Let's cut to commercial. Um, okay. You know, Casper mattresses are. <laughs> <laughs> they come in a box, so you know they're good. <laughs> Squarespace. What the fuck? Am I right? <laughs> Tools, templates, award-winning customer service. It's all that shit together. And you go on, you log in, and you type in what the fuck, and they go, okay, here's the website. So speaking, You're selling bags. I got to tell you, yeah. um, speaking of uh, the other reasons that we'll never get any sponsors for any of the podcasts that we do, okay. aside from the fact that I hate ads, mm-hmm. um, have you ever used Squarespace? No. I tried to do a fucking website <laughs> with Squarespace. I have done HTML. Yeah. I've done I've worked with Dreamweaver. I've worked with like I've done a lot of stuff with building websites in my life. And I've done Flash. Yeah. I've done a lot. Okay. You've been around the block. I tried to build a fucking website using it and it, I could not figure it out to save my <laughs> life. I was like these do not deserve any any awards. These templates, they suck. First they, off, they look like garbage. I was like, you should drag and drop this off a fucking cliff Whoa. and into a pile of trash because that's what it is and that's what it deserves. Drag and drop it off a cliff and onto a Casper mattress because <laughs> I don't want you to get hurt. I just want you to be scared. But you will get hurt because there's no fucking support in a Casper mattress Wow. because it's a big <laughs> hunk of foam. Why do you think it's only $300 or whatever it is? Because it's just a big fucking... That's why they can compress it into a tiny box. They just bought up a bunch of jump places and took all that they shit just... out of the, the pit that they throw the kids in. That's it. They melted it down to a mattress and they sold and it to I your ass. I guarantee you that every Casper mattress has child vomit on it from one of those places. <laughs> and that's a Casper guarantee. <laughs> At least one child from a jump bounce house has barfed on this fucking mattress. If not pissed. Oh, uh, if not pissed. Okay. You know, that's probably the best you can hope for. Yeah. Is vomit. That's true. <laughs> Jesus. With children, the best you can hope for is vomit. Well, that's it for us. <laughs> that's it for us. You know, thank, with, go- uh, thank goodness you've got your comic career coming up. I'll you tell know, you. with box wines, you can get a <laughs> box full of wine, and it's <laughs> it's okay. You know, if you're an alcoholic that can't leave the house, it's probably good enough. My only complaint about that service was that there was no plastic bag holding the wine. I just thought that was weird. <laughs> yeah, it was just in a cardboard box. Most of it had leaked out. I was like, this is just a soaking wet box. That's all this is. I mean, I sucked on it for hours. <laughs> Eventually wound up eating all the cardboard, but... <laughs> It calmed the shakes for a little while. And I gotta say, I'd never pooped better. Was, <laughs> it's weird. I guess more people should be eating card. That'll be like the next, <laughs> like TikTok fad. It'd be like, no, you gotta eat cardboard. It's better than drinking ionized water. It's like, did I, <laughs> did I tell you that uh, I must have told you that your 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 box boxes service had been already ripped off yeah. by a by a YA novel? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I know. Box box, the ser- the system that ships you boxes of different size boxes. <laughs> that was my plan. My other, ugh, God, D- I actually, I have seen probably four or five things that I've talked about or thought about in my head <laughs> extensively show up in the past year. This, this was the time. That people have done, and I've just been like, God fucking damn it. Like, every time I'm But just you like, know that they lost their shirt every time. <laughs> I wanted to be the one to lose my shirt, though. 
You know? I've been working out. I want to do it. I wanted to die on the sword. <laughs> I, I have been working out. Thank you for noticing. Uh, <laughs> well, you did take off your shirt and start flexing. I so, did. I mean. I, well, I wanted to show David who was dominant I, when I came in. <laughs> I mean, standing over him like that, just thrusting your groin in his face. Be I think screaming, really I'm the alpha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then when you fell down and cried, I think that really undercut it. Though. Well, you know, I had to show I was sensitive. That's true. A leader has to be approachable. When you when you pulled up your shirt and literally showed your belly and said, "It's me, pink belly, pink <laughs> belly, don't hurt me." I was like, "Wow." And I said, "Okay." Only a, only a tough guy would do that. It's true. Um, that's what Joe Rogan does, is what I hear. Oh God, don't please don't. <laughs> The Joe Rogan podcast is mostly just him rolling over on his back, showing his belly. <laughs> Shoving horse paste up his ass. Yes, yeah, that I know. too. <laughs> Sucking the venom out of snakes so he can see shit that he hasn't seen before. <sighs> and he goes, I was on news radio. Remember that? <laughs> I was working next to a genius like Phil Hartman and absolutely nothing rubbed off on me. No, it really didn't. Not a fucking thing in the world rubbed off on me from the genius Dude, of Phil Hartman. I... Or from Dave Foley, another comedic genius. How could I be surrounded by so many talented people and to come out a complete shithead at the other end? Because he probably was made fun of by everyone there because he is the worst. At the time, he was the worst stand-up comedian I'd ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. When he was a stand-up, his jokes, like, he was reading them out of a fucking joke book. He was a comedian who literally stood there. He had a fucking outstanding in his field joke. Yeah. You know, like... Are you fucking kidding me? Like that, like not only just dad jokes, but like child jokes. Yeah, he was legitimately awful. Like, like so awful that I didn't understand how he had even the semblance of a career. Yeah, because Andy Dick was on that show too. Said Andy Dick, Dave Foley, and Phil Hartman on that show. All at the same time. And the other supporting cast members, excluding, um, you know, obviously Joe Rogan, um, yes. <laughs> were also talented people as well. I remember the boss, whoever ran the radio station. I can't yeah. remember his name at the time. Great actor. And then there's just Joe Rogan in the <laughs> middle of this fucking thing. And then he transitions to that, to the fear factor. Yes. Where it's just like, you should eat shit, <laughs> and I'll give you money. And everyone's like, wow, we love Joe Rogan. <laughs> you know what he could do better? Commenting about while people punch each other in the fucking face. It's just, it's a. And now he's like the purveyor of truth, and I don't understand how anyone with his resume <laughs> could come to be the purveyor of truth. I it just don't doesn't make understand sense. anything anymore, is honestly what it boils down to. It's true. I literally don't understand a goddamned thing. Yeah, I think that's fair. <sighs> that's it. <laughs> that's, it's the end. There's nothing left to lose. There, I mean, it's true. But. I will say that it does bring up a pattern that I have seen, mm -hmm. which is that if you are the absolute worst at something, like if you are like, it used to be that people were like, oh, if you're really mediocre, you'll rise to the top. Mm -hmm. And now I think it's just that it started maybe in the 1800s where if you were really great, you rose to the top. Then it was like, if you're, okay, you rise to the top. The really great people are left behind. Then it was like mediocre people rise to the top, and it's just falling every year <laughs> how bad you have to be at something to get to the top of a field. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I think that's just a charting society, and it's <laughs> it's just, just sl <laughs> slippery slide. Yeah, speaking of that, um, 
I downloaded TikTok. Oh, fuck. No. The Chinese government now owns your children. No, no, you're you going to be happy to hear what happened. I downloaded it. I had it for maybe two minutes. And I went, this is insane. This yeah. is absolutely – and I don't care how much that dates me or anything like that. I was watching it, and I was trying to describe it to my wife because I was like, it's a lot of – it's a lot of people trying to make bits yep. that don't work yep, or trying to use audio from movies right. completely out of context or, my personal favorite, people delivering just truly – tragic traumatizing news while dancing to a song that starts out going you know like the bass just blows your speakerphone out like in the first three seconds the one i saw was a girl uh it started she's dancing in the parking lot and it said my dad's been in jail for 22 years (laughs) and i went what the fuck How is this the delivery system for this news? <laughs> and I was, I, I, I turned it off. Yeah. I actually deleted it from my phone. And my <laughs> wife's like, you actually deleted it? And I said, yes. Yes. And I was, and she's just like, why do you, you know, why do you think that is? And I was like, I was like, it's not, it's like, a, it's like when they have those bots that write scripts. Yes. I was like, that's what tiktok is it almost seems like a computer just said okay we're gonna put a girl in a plague doctor mask she's gonna be on a porch full of garbage she's gonna dance to the fresh prince of bel-air song Mm -hmm. and go all right people didn't like that change the song to something else all right try it again and it's just like a simulation that just runs random bullshit at you i will i will absolutely tell you that tiktok voice yeah could drive me to murder when i hear he thought he was wearing a hat but he wasn't that that could that, this dog went to college I might, what happened you know what it's actually hearing it like that i think i might actually be a manchurian candidate and <laughs> Those th- are the that's, activation that's codes. The, the activation codes is the sound of that fucking synthetic voice reading on tiktok he thought he <laughs> was eating a meatball sub but it was his ex-girlfriend <laughs> i must kill the queen <laughs> um yeah i don't know man it, I did exactly the same thing. I I saw it, and I think what what bothers me about it again. I mean, it 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 is obviously for kids, and so so the it's not Ooh, gonna. I don't think so. I don't think it should be for kids. It should. It certainly shouldn't. But because it's like they, no. like when people. I remember because people used to complain when I was growing up. They'd be like, "The attention spans of kids are shit," <laughs> you know. But I feel like even with like a Twitter or a Facebook, there's still like some level of reading right. involved, and like, well, and that's that's it. There's that's... some level of mental participation, whereas yeah. TikTok just throws random bullshit at your face and goes, "Do you love this?" <laughs> yeah. All right, hold on. No, I mean, we got more I... shit in the can, and it's but coming your way. That's what it feels like. It feels like everything is is headed in that direction. Yeah. That it's, it's, it's just dumber and simpler, and I think I have a more I have a more nuanced beef with this, okay. and and it's more of a comedy beef that I have, mm-hmm. and it's kind of what I have with like the world in general. I'm not saying that memes are not funny because they're fucking funny, yeah. And I love I love the idea of something that can be used as a, a running gag, mm-hmm. and that you can everybody can tack onto it and you can build it. A joke's that's, great when everybody's in on exactly. it. Exactly, and yeah. and it's fun to be able to manipulate them and those things. That's that's why memes are as funny as they are, and they work, 
and I absolutely enjoy that. And I don't think of that as a as a destruction of comedy. Mm-hmm. But TikTok, on the other hand, tends to be fill in the blank. TikTok is the um, Mad Libs of of this thing, and it's it's funny because literally anything you put behind whatever this thing is mm-hmm. is going to be asynchronous enough that someone will go ha oh your you know your dog is there and you're dancing to the fucking the beefaroni song i don't <laughs> i don't fucking know but yeah it, it's it's so simplistic that anyone can follow the pattern and make something as good as anything else on it mm-hmm. and it's a and it's gross <laughs> that's all yeah it i when my wife was asking me about this, I actually referenced um, an interview that I heard with Weird Al. Because yeah. um, at the time, there was more people trying to do parody songs on YouTube. You probably remember that trend. Where yes. people were, yeah, yeah. Every week, someone, some group of moms was like trying to redo a parody song yeah. because they had some editing equipment. And they were just like, do you feel threatened by any of these people? And he laughed and he said, no. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, why not? They're making all making they're all making parody songs. And he went, Yeah, they're making parody songs. And he's like, But I make good parody songs. <laughs> right. you know, and, it, and he's like, I'm a good musician, regardless of whether I'm writing a parody song. I know yeah. how to put a song together and I could write one for you right now that's not a parody. And he goes, They don't. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. They're making my life easier because I look better because yeah. they keep churning out shit constantly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he, got, he did not swear. He did. No, no, Weird Al would never swear. I will swear on Weird Al's behalf. Thank you. But essentially, that's he what he put out. It. He put out basically saying, like, yeah, if they keep churning out garbage, I'm going to look like flame and yawn. Yeah. And honestly, uh, as, as a Weird Al fan, as a person who supports Weird Al in all of his ventures, <laughs> uh, I will say that his my favorite songs of his are not his parody songs you enjoy his originals I'm much more a fan of his originals than mm-hmm. i am of any of the parodies by, i by fondly a long distance loving everything you know is wrong i mean everything you know is wrong a great one slaps it's a slapper it is it's still um even though it is a kind of a it's weird because this one's not a legit parody of uh I, I can't remember what it is. Hyperkinetic, mm-hmm. whatever the whatever that song is. I think it's a Howard Jones song that it's like kind of a parody of. Yeah. Slime creatures from outer space. Great song. Yeah. Legitimately a great song. I know. And uh, dare to be stupid. Covered it in Manwich. Uh, from the classic Transformers animated film. <laughs> also that the Junkions loved that song. <laughs> they did love that song. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm. Uh, I mean, it's it's funny to hear, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda mm-hmm. be like, hey, Weird Al is a great musician, and he's like, what, you know, and then somebody, like, I, I listened to Conan interviewing him, yeah, and Conan was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, but it's Weird Al. Mm-hmm. He's like, yes, Weird Al, one of the best musicians, that, like, it, it was the biggest thrill to have him cover Hamilton. Yeah. To have him do a, you know, a five minute rendition of the entirety of Hamilton was the highlight of my career. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's yeah. what everyone thinks. All I'm saying is let's erect the statue of Weirdo. Fucking A. Let's do it. Yes, absolutely. I I one hundred percent am behind that. I know we went in Portland to put in public toilets. I said we put that money towards a Weird Al statue. Or the Weird Al Memorial Public Toilets. <laughs> it, 
they can be in case of. When you death. go in there, you have to hear listen to polka music while you're in the bathroom. Now, <laughs> I think that's I think that's only fair. And it's just him he going, did. "How's it going, buddy? <laughs> Almost done." <laughs> yes, I think that would be great. <laughs> Keep pushing. Oh, man. <laughs> man, always always a nice fresh turd on the back steps. It's nice. <laughs> It's what I love about it's what I love most about Portland mm-hmm. is that when we get a giant pile of like just horrendous looking like bloody shit mm-hmm. on the on the back step. Yeah, just real see a doctor, please. Yeah, like Type somebody turn. just like being like uh, legitimately uh, that Stephen King story, uh, dream catcher. Yeah, like that kind of thing, like shit weasel everything's exploding out of your ass kind of kind of defecation um we kind of scrape that off those back stairs and get rid of it and then somebody in a fucking thousand dollar coat sits down there and vapes (laughs) and that's why i don't bleach the steps anymore because fuck that guy (laughs) that's that's the story that's your story (laughs) It's been two months, but we here we are. To, We're back. We used to like overly sanitize the steps, and then there were these people that I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Nah, you're good. You're doing fine, buddy. This is what you deserve. This is what you deserve." <laughs> like, I, why do rich people feel like they need to sit on filthy steps to be one of us? They're really, they're really doing it. They they want to be part of the blue collar, the working class. How about you do some fucking work? Whoa, man. Hey. Hey. Getting edgy. Settle down. I know. I'm okay. sorry. I had a Mountain Dew, so I'm feeling like <laughs> you're feeling, one of the proletariat. I'm feeling like part of the bourgeoisie. <laughs> no, you're not. Wait, I'm not? No, you're one of the people. Oh, I had a green one, though. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Fuck. You got green-pilled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That's me, though. I'm trying to think of what else I did. What I did over my summer vacation, and I can't think of it. <laughs> I've been... Uh, I signed up for college. I didn't do that. What? Yeah. What? What? Why? Because I wanted to finish. What are you going to learn? Stuff. <sighs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, uh, college boy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel kind of guilty because I feel like I have been the worst influence... As far as telling you to not get a college degree. Uh, yeah, I actually have a, uh, have a card in my wallet that says, don't listen to Gallagher about college. No. <laughs> as somebody who went to college and, like, almost constantly regrets it. Yeah, so this actually came about on my uh, my trip up the Holton. <laughs> I don't want to be like these people. I've got no, to go back was, to college. It was not that. It was not that. Um, my wife and I had a serious conversation because it was a four-hour fucking drive, so we got yeah. to this point. Um, about you must have been fucking sailing for it to be four hours. Oh my god, <laughs> I was cruising. Um, basically, we had a talk about how do we tell the girls that because I have two daughters not to go to college. What do we tell them about college? Was basically our conversation because that's a good I, question. To be fair, in all fairness and full disclosure. I did some college. I never finished college. I know. Okay. Uh, my wife got a full-blown education degree mm-hmm. to teach in public education. 
Which um, one of you can earn more money? It's me. <laughs> it's me. The college dropout has yep. has earned more money by knowing people. And also more than me, too. <laughs> and you graduated college as well. I also graduated college and had a huge debt load. Right. And, you know. Also, I spent some of my college loans on drums. Yeah. But I was in music school, so that seemed like it was okay. It's, it's appropriate. Okay. Yeah. So then basically we had this conversation being like, but we also know plenty of people who went to college. And yeah. it just didn't work out for one reason or another, and now they're doing something else. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, very few people seem to actually graduate with, and then follow through on that, yeah. go directly into their field and keep going. That is absolutely. A, that's it's a, very rare. It's a fact of life. Yeah, you know it is. And we are of a generation. You're included. Oh my god. That when we were growing up, we were told if you don't go to college. You fucking suck. Yeah, that I was going to... I mean, my father being a fucking Harvard PhD... Right. Basically just grounded into me that if I did not graduate from college, I was a fucking failure. Right. So that was the whole deal. And we kept going back and forth on it and blah, blah, blah. We were just talking. And I was basically... My consensus that I came to was that if they really, truly... You what? by yourself came to a consensus. I did. <laughs> nice. I didn't finish college. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm allowed to say dumb shit like that. Um, if they truly felt in their heart that this was what they wanted to do, and they wanted to go, and they wanted to finish it, yeah. then who am I to stand in their way? Right. However, if they also said, I don't want to. Yep. I'm with you. I'm, I'm not going to stand in their way either. Correct. You know, and then she's just like, well, what about you? And my wife asked me this in the yeah. car because she's like, well, what about you? You didn't finish. And, you know, and I was just like, well, I wish I had. And she's like, why? And I was like, because I just wanted to say that I did it. Hmm. You know, and then we kept going back and forth. And then, like, I thought about it for, like, a really long time on the four-hour drive back <laughs> from this godforsaken hellhole I went to <laughs> called Holton, Maine, where I had the shittiest scrambled eggs of my life. Um, and, uh... Yeah, I realized I was halfway to a degree, a two-year degree, you know, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I think I want to do it for me, and I, I'm literally, and I'm going in for like the no future degree, liberal arts and art. Yeah, you know, with me being like, I have no intention of afterwards being like, well, that's it, I'm quitting the job and I'm going to Art Co. and I'm gonna go down. I, I literally just thought, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, I'm just gonna do it, and I just want to say, yeah, this is me with my crappy little associate's degree. I did it. I get it. And I that's, mean, I understand. And that's basically where I was at with it. And I was just like, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna do it. And I ran it by my wife, and I ran it by my kids, and I was like, it's gonna be a bunch of work for like a year. Are you guys okay with that? You know, because I gotta take those things into consideration now. Being like, <laughs> that's you know, dumb too. I know. Well, I know it's it's real shitty caring about other people and Ugh, God. their thoughts and feelings I, and how I much wouldn't they know. need from me. <laughs> <laughs> I know Michelle tells me all the time. <laughs> she does. <laughs> she tells everyone. But yeah, I mean that's the answer is that I'm not doing it for anybody else except myself. But I also, as I said in the car to my wife, I think that's the only reason to go. Yeah, it's because it's something that you want to do and that you actually care about. Not sure. Not because. You think your dad's going to be mad at you exactly. or because you think you need it to make money because we've all yeah. found out. That's not that's true. not true. It's absolutely not true. So if you want to go through the collegiate experience. Do it. Say like, hey, I did this. Yeah. 
fucking go for it. Yeah. I so it's interesting because That's my two cents. I I am completely on board with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny because I remember I was like you know, probably I'm just going to assume that I got one of those fucking things in the mail from USM mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, USM grad, wouldn't you like to send us some money <laughs> now that you're a huge success thanks to your USM degree?" You set up yours, pal. And I was like, "No, I got a fucking degree from USM. Of course I can't earn enough money to send you anything. Your degree was worth bullshit." And I probably went off on some sort of horrible long tangent that Michelle has heard 50 times. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Wait. Aren't you like you got a a ride to the Stone Coast Writers Conference mm-hmm. in in college. You were mentored by this writing program, and now you're writing comics and you're writing short stories and you're doing the thing that you used to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that you learned from being in college. And also, you learned jazz drums from a really competent jazz drum teacher mm-hmm. and took a bunch of theory classes and use that in writing and doing all the things that you do just because you don't make a living doing the things that you learned in college doesn't mean that college wasn't worth being there for yeah you learned shakespeare you learned these things you did all this shit and it's like mm-hmm. i guess i did i mean i read the tempest like four times i don't know if that helped me any but like i mean one of my favorite classes was philosophy yeah it earns me zero dollars, but I really enjoyed it. No, you know? and I guess it's not, it's just funny because I think when I was in college, my mind was like, the only reason I'm here is because I'm going to become a composer and I'm going to be scoring mm-hmm. films. That's why I'm taking only film classes and only music classes. Right. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do. And then I took this media studies course where I started writing stuff. And it was like, it was some sort of specific to, to media writing. And the teacher was like, you need to do this and this and this and this. And you need to go be like, and she was like, you need to do more. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but my thing is this, I'm a musician mm-hmm. and I do this. And she was like, yeah, but you're good at this. Yeah. Go do this thing that you're good at. And I was like, I don't, but the money is going to be when I start scoring films, when I move to LA and I'm the next fucking Danny Elfman, except not all my stuff goes oompa, oompa, oompa. I'm going to make a billion dollars doing that. And she was like, you know, only Danny Elfman makes a billion dollars doing that. Yeah. There's not Danny Elfman part two, you know, (laughs) like John Williams is probably still going to be alive while you're trying to do this. Like all, all like. 10 of the people who make these soundtracks probably going to be fighting against you in your generation. There probably will be either one or no people who get to score films. Mm-hmm. And, and it it's was, like, she was right. It was no people. <laughs> and the fact is it was for my generation. I don't think I can think of anybody who mm-hmm. scores films. You know, there's literally, I mean, it's like, you know who's still scoring films? John fucking Carpenter. Mm-hmm. And he's 950 years old. And Danny Elfman. And Danny Elfman, who's 1,250 years old. Mm-hmm. And so there are no spaces left. So it's like when people are like, oh, you know, it's a real stupid dream being a professional basketball player. It's like, oh, yeah. 
there's a lot of slots for pro basketball <laughs> players. You know how many slots there are for professional film scorers? <laughs> like 10. Yeah. There's like 10, and the 10 best people are already there. Yeah, and they're not going anywhere. They're not going anyplace. they don't have to retire because their knees gave out. <laughs> you literally have to kill them yeah. to get in. So you would have to be as good as the 11th person and then murder one of those people mm-hmm. to become the next big film scorer. So I guess, yeah, it's, I guess when talking about college, I guess the idea is I, – I hate the idea because I see this so much on Twitter, but normalizing. Oh. The, uh, no, I won't <laughs> say normalizing. I think No, I, it's fine. No, because I, I, it pisses me off, honestly. Because it's usually something like super specific and buzzwords in a name. Normalize boring into your skull to let out the demons. Right. You know, it's uh, that'd be better. Um, no, I think the idea that you go to college not with the expectation that you're gonna this is gonna help you make money. Yeah, money should be an afterthought, which sucks because it's expensive. Because it's expensive as shit. But uh, money should be an afterthought for people who can afford to do it or who are aware of how much it's going to cost them on the other side but i mean to be fair i'm i think the majority of my tuition is going to be covered by grants if right. not all of it because i'm going to a two-year local college well i mean and, and there's the stigma you... of that there's the shame of that obviously <laughs> that people will take and be like oh you you fucking idiot how come you did that and i'll be like well because it's it's there yeah you know okay so here's the thing yeah um i basically like my first year of college i spent at uma yeah which is a community college which is not like like they didn't transfer any of my credits from there sucks when i went to usm they just gave me generic credits for everything i did there (laughs) and i will say that hands down uma was a better school yeah everything that i learned at uma was worth more the music program there was like it was literally my fucking advisor was the the horn player for blood sweat and tears oh wow you know like it wasn't fucking around the dude down the hall from him played with dizzy gillespie you know (laughs) like and he was smoking he was smoking weed all day long and this was in the 90s when (laughs) like you could go to federal prison for that (laughs) you know and it was just like yeah yeah go in there just follow the smell of weed Mm -hmm. it's that dude down there yeah and it was like this old dude who played with fucking Dizzy Gillespie, the uh, the guy that played uh, Howard Johnson, who was the the uh, tuba player for Frank Zappa, mm-hmm. like he he taught there for a hot minute. He came in and did like weird little things. So it's like that place was so much better, and that was a quote unquote community college. Right. And then USM was a bunch of like pissed off dudes that got fired from Berkeley. Yeah. Like every one of my teachers was an ex Berkeley teacher who was jealous of every one of their students for their youth and their talent. <laughs> they were mad that they were mad at anyone who was out there performing. Mm-hmm. They were like, cause the, it should have been them. Yeah. And like the guitar players, especially because they, you know, they think it's their dick. There's a thing about guitars that guitar players think it's their penis. And then they have this issue. And mm-hmm. that was the worst. Yeah. Like when you're playing the G chord on your dick. Yeah. When you mistake the, <laughs> you're like, yeah. Oh crap. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Dick's out of tune. <laughs> Shouldn't have been using that metal pick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean like, 
honestly, half of my my guitar teachers like were just jealous, angry people. Yeah, and it was a bummer, you know. Yeah. So. So yeah. So let me say this. Not that anyone's listening at this point. They've no, tuned out. Of course all. not. No. <laughs> if you are, thank you. Um, yeah, I think the expectations needs to be changed for college. Like, if you have a cheap but decent school near you, just go there and live your life, man. Like, don't and and on the flip side, if you see someone doing that, don't just fucking take a dump on them because they're there. Oh, do I mean or take well, a dump I mean, on them literally if. if- if that's what they're into and they give consent and you know you're that's true more than welcome to take a dump on them yeah but i mean figuratively if you're just looking to <laughs> rain on their parade being like oh you're an idiot for doing that well sir i say to thee you are the idiot my goodness i really turned that around <laughs> <laughs> you really did but yeah and that's something that you can only learn at college it's true those those kind of uh, verbal gymnastics are only available <laughs> to the collegiate. The, it's the I learned it in uh, I know you are, but what am I? One hundred and one <laughs> is where I learned it. But yeah, uh, that instructor was instructor Mr. P. W. Herman. Yes, yeah, but that was the that was what we talked about in our conversation, being like, what are we going to tell the girls someday? You know, about when it comes to be that time, about what they want to do and how they want to do it. I mean, like, first you're going to be like. Okay, kids, we're gonna. We need to have this talk. So put up the radiation shields. <laughs> All right. Are the spikes out in front for the marauders? Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. All right. Excellent. Uh, now this is the this is the one hour that we're allowed to be above ground <laughs> before the screaming death vultures come from above mm-hmm. to pick our bones. So uh, we're we'll going to talk about capture a few of them for food though. So keep <laughs> keep absolutely. a sharp eye. And now uh, we're going to talk about a thing called college. Yeah. How do I explain? what that was to someone who's never seen a building um (laughs) yeah i mean it's gonna be weird because (laughs) let's see amelia's turning eight in a couple of weeks believe it or Mm -hmm. not so she's 10 years out from thinking about such things which is pretty wild to think about you're gonna have to train her to look for guzzoline i know (laughs) (laughs) well it's just wild to think about like how what is college gonna be like in 10 years like i have no clue what it's gonna uh, be like it's gonna be like pcu bro oh bro <laughs> the movie was great uh like great i don't soundtrack know by steve vai is it gonna be hyper privatized yes i don't know will america actually make some of it free no probably not it'd be cool if they did they almost did we're right we're on the cusp of making community college free Nope, we're going to go the exact opposite way. I hope not. We're going to be privatizing schools. So all school starting at Ugh. grade one, if you cannot afford to get your kids into school, they go into the mines. <laughs> they start life with a work debt. They start. They go into the <laughs> musk mines. So they can. He's like, I want to get to Mars, goddammit. <laughs> you are going to build me my ladder to Mars. <laughs> I would like to stack these turtles so that I can climb high. Ellen, we can't do the, this. <laughs> silence, the king of the turtles barked back. <laughs> he piled them high into a ten turtle stack. I'm the king of a cow. I'm the king of a mule, said King Musk. Uh, God damn it. Yeah. Don't worry. There's one burping little turtle that's going to take care of all of that. Thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I've always, is it weird that I've always assumed that Yertle the Turtle was about somebody assassinating a king? <laughs> like, I think that the burp is the the shot that rings out from his rifle. Is it? I think so. Okay. 
like I've always I've always read that story as being like a, a total metaphor for someone literally assassinating a king. I you know what? You've convinced me. <laughs> there it is. As a college man, I'd say that's uh <laughs> yeah, when I legit. in one of my literature classes, we did Yertle the Turtle and uh, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, I know him as Theodore Geisel because I'm a well, educated I, gentleman. I yertled a turtle so I could get an easy A. And that was what I did. <laughs> I mean, I said whatever it takes to pass this class. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. College. Yeah. Chad. Yes. You know, I almost went for a master's degree did in you? creative writing. Really? I did. That's funny. I was almost convinced to do it. And then who deconvinced you? Um, basically, the thing was that I couldn't convince myself that I wanted to take on that much more debt mm-hmm. for something unless it was going to be. I would also have to take teaching credits for it. Mm. And then I was like, well, okay, then I'm going to need to be a teacher. And I said, I hate children. <laughs> You and wrote in all caps, double underline, and handed it over to your advisor. And your advisor went, hmm. Interesting. Uh, this checks out. It does. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's, that, is the, that is the joke version of, of what I meant. Um, okay. Really what I said was, I hate school. Yeah. Like, the idea of being at a high school makes my stomach feel queasy i get dizzy and i want to barf Mm -hmm. you said teachings for chumps nerds i'm out of here exactly that was essentially it and i was like okay so if i can't if i'm not going to teach i can't make money at this it all boiled down to the fact that i couldn't make money at it Mm -hmm. and so if i can't do it as a living it doesn't make sense to get that degree Mm -hmm. i mean as someone who was working their way through college working at fucking kinko's you know (laughs) at eight dollars an hour yeah you know, it kind of made sense. Thinking, as soon as I get this degree, I'll be up to nine. <laughs> then that'll tell him. Because that's how the world rewards you. It sure does. And then I was like, I basically told the people at Kinko's to go fuck themselves. And by basically, I mean literally. <laughs> yeah. I think that's how most people quit Kinko's. Oh, so I, I would imagine so. They're I, used to it. Do you think most of <laughs> I've probably told this before, too, but. I did rip my shirt off my body and throw it at my supervisor. <laughs> they were like, they said, like, we were yelling at each other, and they were like, that shirt belongs to Kinko's or some shit like that. And I was like, really? What? Rip. You Hulk Hogan it right in front of him? Absolutely did. And he was Blew like, Blew every fucking button off it and threw it. That's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, but that was the first time I quit. And, uh, and as you walked out the doors and he went, there goes the biggest fucking badass that ever worked at a Kinko's. <laughs> the funny part of that story, <laughs> I think probably the best part of that story is that I threw it at, at my at my supervisor, mm-hmm. then got rehired the next day. <laughs> <laughs> You're a boomeranger. That was not the, that was not the best. Uh, basically, I, I, I said something about like, you can't continue to talk to me like a child. And they said, I'm your supervisor. And I was like, not anymore, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, boom, uh, double guns. And I walked yeah. and I have that moment burned into my mind. Like I can, I can't remember anything else about that area, but yeah. I remember the back staircase where my supervisor was standing in the middle of the staircase. Yeah. I was at the bottom and I threw my shirt at them. Yeah. That I remember so clearly. Right. 
<laughs> and it was it was a weird moment. Yeah, and as you walk down the street, like everyone's giving you high fives, and they're just like, "Heard what you did at Kingo's, man." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty fucking cool, Gallagher. <laughs> yeah, fucking badass. <laughs> but I mean, I didn't even. They like, could make a copy of that, am I right? <laughs> I mean, honestly, my job at Kinko's was pretty awesome because I didn't have to do anything. Right. Because I was driving the van. I okay. wasn't. I was a delivery driver for Kinko's. Shit. Which, like, I mean, of all the jobs, I easy mean, easy street. It was fucking easy street. It yeah. was pretty fun because I didn't have to see anybody. I just drive to New Hampshire most most of the yeah. time. Drop shit off, then head back. Yep. It was great. We had this uh, this gigantic law thing. There, like, some sort of massive case where they needed to copy jillions of files cut down like entire rainforests full of trees <laughs> for these fucking bullshit things for some right. dumb lawsuit um but it was tens of thousands of dollars it was this unbelievably expensive lawsuit and we were making so much money off it mm-hmm. uh and so the person because i was delivering all this stuff and i you know and i was like kind of the person in between they had promised me all this stuff. They were like, oh, you're going to get this bonus and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, cool. That's fucking great. Well, mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, they were like, yeah, it wasn't quite as much money as we thought. Here are tickets to Blue Man Group. What? <laughs> Fuck that. No offense to Blue Man Group, but i take fucking money over tickets to Blue Man Group. I got to tell you, though, it was really good. Was it? Okay, <laughs> you so- went? <laughs> Hey, I did go, okay. and it was really good. <laughs> okay. Listen, Blue Man Group only played the Civic Center once, and it was worth going to. Okay. Uh, and it made me want to audition, because I was like, oh, shit, I would love to do that. Wow. I couldn't. Imagine the direction your life could have gone in if you became a Blue Man. I, I wouldn't have been Blue. I would have been one of the guys in the back playing a Vista Light kit. Oh, okay. Because they have, like, six drum kit players behind them that aren't Blue that are just, like, musicians. Oh, okay. And I was like, ooh, I could do that, and that would be fun. And uh, then I was like, wait, that would be even more bullshit than what I'm doing right now. Because I'd be on tour playing someone else's music for hours on end and Mm -hmm. uncomfortable without my girlfriend, and fuck this. (laughs) Oh, girlfriend, girlfriend. It's true. I mean, I don't know. I've learned that I was not cut out for touring before I ever managed to tour, so... Mm -hmm. I guess I was lucky that I ever found that. Let out. alone with a group of blue men. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> well, I mean, Blue Man Group would have been insane to actually try to try to get in with those guys because, um, luckily, I was on speed at the time, so I was really <laughs> skinny. So I think I actually fit the like the look requirement at the time. Mm-hmm. But once I quit speed, I I was not as skinny as I was after that. <laughs> uh, I gotta tell you, that stuff great for losing weight mm. so we'll i'm just i'm them. just telling you 120 milligrams of dexedrine a day and <laughs> you will slim right down that is not medical advice by you the know, way doctors Do not are not to me. supposed to recommend it but <laughs> except in the 50s and 60s That's and 70s pretty good. yep yep also Turns not out. medical advice. Not responsible for anything you choose to do. You also, dumb shit. Absolutely fucking terrible idea. And do not do it. Probably I will wind up with some sort of weird heart issue later on in life because I took it. a ton of speed. He's been taking speed. He's got the COVID. I got the COVID. He's I mean, got who knows? Nineteen. <laughs> I drank Mountain Dew. I've had COVID. Oh, I God. used to do oh, a lot no, of speed. No, 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 no. <laughs> Fuck, man. Your I doctor just. You. Your doctor just signed. Gonna die. Gonna die. <laughs> just. 
Did I write him off? Let me let me leave you with this because we've been talking for a while. A little too long. Well, yeah, maybe not. It's, we're catching up. Once I edit this down to ten minutes, it's probably going to okay. be listenable. I will say this as I had a when I finally got insurance again in my adult life, which was only a few years ago. I got my first primary care physician. This little lady from, um, I believe she Pasadena. was from Vietnam. And she was talking to me, and she was just, like, going over all my stuff. She had me go on a scale. She had me stand up, sit down, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. And then she got up to leave the room, and I looked at her pad and double underlined on it in all caps. She had fat. <laughs> that was what she wrote down Holy about me. shit. And then she came back at the room, and she's like, you need to exercise. <laughs> And I was like, I wanted to be like, yeah, I saw your fucking note. Holy shit. I saw your professional opinion of me. Oh, my God. It's just, just fat. Wow. That's all it was. And I was like, shit. I'm glad she's not my doctor. Uh, and I will tell you what I lucked out in is that luckily my doctor is more overweight than I am. So I feel <laughs> very confident in that one. So that makes me feel much better now. Yes. I Thankful I've lost a bunch of weight this year. <laughs> So I, I don't have that doctor anymore. I have a different doctor. Thankfully, I've chosen to have a more overweight doctor than I yeah. am. My, I my, my current doctor still told me I needed to lose weight. I think she'll be. I'm, I'm looking forward to my next visit, actually, <laughs> so I can be like, check out this. Ah, what do you think? And she'll be like, lose 10 more pounds. And I'll be like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I already lost 20. Ugh, no kidding. Get out These my people. Case. I don't know. Uh, yep. That's <laughs> just fat. My last. Fat. In, okay, so here's my here's my counterpoint to that in okay. an actual opposite version. Uh, my last doctor mm-hmm. that I went to, her name, she was a an attractive mm-hmm. blonde woman. Her name, I swear to you, this is true. Okay, Doctor Ulala. Doctor Ulala. One million percent true. There's going to be. 99% of people listening to this are going to go, that's bullshit. And then one person's going to be, because they're probably local, they're going to go, I went to Dr. Ulala. You are correct. She is hot. She do was you, at Maine Centers for Health, is where she was. Do you think she changed her last name? No way. No. no way in hell. Okay. But her fucking name was Dr. Ulala. And I was like, no. When she said it, I was like, no, that's not, no. That's like a romance novel Something title. is, something's going wrong here, and I'm, like, I'm unconscious somewhere. And <laughs> 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 uh, you're Dr. Ulala. <laughs> that's hilarious. Dr. Ulala. So, that was my doctor, and then I, I had to leave that place for some reason. I can't even remember. I think because I got a different insurance. Mm-hmm. And I went to my next place. And I had this, like, hippie, long-haired guy who didn't seem to give a shit about anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. This guy doesn't seem to care about anything that I'm doing and or anything at all. And then I scheduled another appointment later on, and he had been uh, whatever they call it when you get disbarred. He had <laughs> locked his, lost his license to practice okay. because he'd been selling drugs out of the hospital. So... That is the second doctor that I have seen in my life who has lost their license to practice for selling drugs. Mm. Was it Dr. Geraldine Ulala? That is probably it, yeah. Olia? <laughs> she pronounced it Ulala. This might be her. Yeah, I think so. she in dermatology? No, she was a general practitioner. Oh, okay. No, it's not her then. 
Oh boy. <laughs> I'm going to be I'm going to be searching for this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh anyway, thank you guys for listening. If you've made it this far, then fat. I do not know what's wrong with you. <laughs> just um, fat. Just fat. Just fat. That's, That's all it. she wrote. She skipped every other bit of information. All my file said was fat. Just fat. <laughs> just a fat fat fuck. She's going to have a real hard time in America. You know, her bedside manner could use some work, but she, you know what? She was on the mark. She was right. At the time, I was a fat person. Amazing. All right. Well, uh, you can follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast at Coast City Comics uh, Club. At, well, at Coast City Comics Club, at mm-hmm. Coast City Comics, at Um Actually Comics, and buy things from coastcitycomics.com and we would appreciate that club comics club sandwiches and you can get club (laughs) sandwiches delivered to you by mail uh from here as long as you like them made out of comic books yep and spoiled yes it's comics covered in mayonnaise (laughs) that's all it is (laughs) yeah but a slice of meat between every page But that's how they show up from penguin which is the weird thing that's the coast city comics promise (laughs) slice of bologna in every book um Thank you guys. We will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>